Hi, welcome to Two Girls, One Journey. I'm Naya. I'm Gabby. Here we talk about all things kidney beans. And everything in between. Oh my god, it's happening. Hello everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, this is Naya and... Hi, I'm Gabby. We are the hosts of Two Girls, One Journey, and this is our very first introduction episode. I'm looking forward to this. So basically, this episode, we're just going to talk about um, who we are, a little synopsis of ourselves, and why we decided to go ahead and create a podcast together, and a little bit of the goal and idea of the podcast. Well, hello, friends. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Have you listened to us this far? I thought we should introduce or talk about how me and Naya have met. And um, actually, we were both like our own separate entities on TikTok. And somehow, did you find my TikTok or I found yours? Uh, I found yours, I think. Okay. So you found me and then I think she added me in like some of my stuff. And ever since then, I don't know. She's just a cool, chill soul sister. She's my new kidney sister that I've adapted and taken. on. I don't think adapted was the word. <laughs> But I've taken under my wing. So so now we're sisters and she's stuck with me for life, whether yeah. she likes it or not. I stalked your ass. I was like, come visit me. I, <laughs> that's okay. Sometimes I'm like, I hope I'm not like too overbearing. Oh, my band is coming up. Sometimes I'm like, man, I hope I'm not like too overbearing with this girl where she thinks like, what is with this psychotic, no. like crazy girl? <laughs> but I'm glad that she's rolled with my crazies so far so but yeah like we're i feel like we're just like two crazy nut bags just trying to get through life (laughs) basically but like we work like i'm so chaotic and like my life is chaos but like you add function to my chaos because i'm like a sloth like a functioning sloth (laughs) you know my friends used to call me gavicus sloppicus i love that I love I, that. Could that be your nickname for the host? Like, for the host? Like, Gabby, yes. <laughs> please. Yeah, Gabicus Salt, I guess. Oh, whatever. I they call me, like, at the uh, when I go to this, um, doctors or whatever, they'll be like, oh, is your name Gabrielle, Gabby, or Gabriel? I'm like, <laughs> I'll answer to Ashley. I don't care. Same girl. My name is too complicated. Like, my name is whatever you want it to be. Just but, get um, me through. <laughs> Anywho, the reason why I thought Naya would be good for the podcast is that I have other kidney friends, but I don't know, we just like mesh well together, I feel like like yes. our personalities just go like hand in hand. And so it works. We work. But yeah, so I think that's why I wanted to do the podcast with you. I wanted to do the podcast to help raise awareness and kidney disease is not a one kind of shoe fits all kind of deal, you know, like anybody that has kidney disease it goes through their own journey and basically like our title you know it's millions of people how many different journeys so um i would love to spread and plus you know kidney disease isn't well spread or talked about or anything like that so um, anything and any topic that we can cover like in the kidney realm i think that would be so cool to do because there's topics that people might not even care to think about or like even you know off the top of their head think about that we can talk about like living donation and 
or symptoms of kidney stuff or, you know, like the mental health aspect of it, the family dynamics, like everything comes into play. And so I just, and I feel like we're the best people to do it because we're such raw, like unfiltered people. So that's really what this podcast is all about. So what does it mean to you? So I have kidney disease. It's been two years since I was diagnosed and it was, I was in a dark place, but I've learned a lot. And I think this podcast is like therapy, but it also helps other people. You know, there's so many people who are new to this life of, you know, kidney disease and kidney failure. And I think you and I have crazy experience. Like, yeah, you've been doing your entire life. So you have an abundance of experience. And I also have experience like, you know, just jumping right into it. It's like, boop, a switch goes off. And it's not easy either way. (laughs) Exactly. So I think we both have great perspectives. I also think that it's hard being a woman and dealing with chronic illness. Like there's topics as you were, as you were just talking about, sure. about, you know, things people don't talk about. What about menstruating while you're on dialysis? What about topic of children? You know, I, I, I love kids. I would never personally have kids, but I don't know how people could sit here and be on dialysis and function because I can barely function myself and sit here and have a whole ass family to take care of afterwards. Hands down, kudos to every person out there who's a parent, male or female, who is a dialysis patient and is dealing with chronic illness in general because it's exhausting. Like today, perfect example, I was just telling Gabby before we started recording, I feel like a freaking train went over me. I am exhausted, right? And she's exhausted as well. We both dialyze, but we still have to push through. Quick little story. My husband loves when I make him a home-cooked meal. I wanted to make him a home-cooked meal, and I woke up from a little nap. I was like, babe, I'm really tired. I don't think I'll be able to do it. And I pushed through. I made him a meal. It makes him happy, and it's the simple things in life. But the fact that like you get so exhausted to the point that you can't even cook a simple, basic function at least it's I could like, wipe my butt, but you know what I'm saying. It's like it's honestly like working two full time jobs almost. Like coming like between going to your treatment, doing you know, not even in, and, and and it's not just treatment. It's people don't realize it's not just treatment. It's it's a way of life. Like your whole Literally. way of living is altered from one moment to the next without any like. You know, like you don't get any warnings or anything. It's just, it is a drastic change. And even either you do or you don't. Because you have no options. And let's be real. Either you do dialysis or you die. And if people don't know, death from kidney failure is horrendous. It's miserable. It, it is, is miserable. You're almost very like drowning yourself from like the inside out with like fluid overload and toxic buildup. It's basically sepsis in your body. I going back to my introduction to kidney that's failure long slow and painful death. that's what that's that's what led me to go to the hospital i had no other option because my doctor was like you have to go to the hospital i was functioning but basically dying at the same time i'm glad you did go i that's never wanted to like that i knew something was wrong and i knew yep. what it was i just didn't i was 21 years old at the time you think i want to face that it when i just turned 21 two weeks ago like that was not my concern no, not at all. And it's a it's a huge shift. And, you know, you come from a different perspective in the fact that, yes, you were born with kidney malfunction, right? So it 
it was a lot of it's a lot of who you are and your story but then you transitioned from pediatric to adult and that's a whole other story we're going to talk about in the future it's so life-changing i had just gotten married about two to three months before i went into failure it's a serious thing so going back to like why we're doing this is to one help educate people bring awareness because as gabby had mentioned you hear about lung disease heart disease liver disease but excuse me, what about the freaking kidneys? And you're taught in school and like biology basic, like it's just for, you know, filtering, but that controls everything. Blood pressure, fluid control, you know, mineral control and, and all of that. So goal of the podcast is to discuss kidney disease, talk about our stories, talk about dialysis, talk about hemo, PD. We'll talk about that more in the future, but it's, it's going to be all encompassing. And it, we're not just going to talk about kidneys. To be honest, we're going to talk about embarrassing stories, everything in between, you know, because we're more than just this disease. We want to make this a safe space for anybody. Uh, we are just starting out, so we are not going to have lots of any social media like avenues. We're probably going to stick to TikTok. We will always put out our email, though, so that you can talk to us and send us your story. We do hope to eventually want to do shout outs uh, with every episode for people looking for kidneys or just organs in general. And Gabby brought up living donation. Dude, the whole point of this podcast, let's be real, was because we were getting so pissed off with the Savina and <laughs> Francia debacle. Can we just talk about it real quickly? Gabby and I were getting pissed off because everyone was talking about how Francia donated her kidney to Selena and they don't talk anymore. And like all this, like people were, they're trying to talk about living donation, but had like no idea what they were talking about. And then like, we come to find out that Francia was, you know, she kind of got false information. So like she just yeah. And maybe it wasn't on purpose. Maybe it wasn't malicious. Maybe that's just what she knows. But somebody needs to fact check her, and that's where we come in. Yes, because you know, living donation is a wonderful, wonderful thing, and it helps people you know, for organs that you're able to do. I know like the liver, you can do a portion. I think you can do a, a lobe of your lung. We were really upset about that. We're like, we need to start a podcast because I was upset about it. She was upset about it. And, you know, even like on YouTube, I saw a video and I commented. I never really comment on YouTube. And I was like, yo, y'all, y'all need to like chill the fuck out. Basically, I was like, I know. People were saying, yeah, they were like, oh, girl, get your kidney back. You can't do that. If you're donating, you have to be in the mindset that, it is what it is. And half the time, you don't even know like who you're getting kidney from. And you know what's another sensitive subject? And maybe it's, I'm, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm sensitive. Like, you ever see, like, in, do you ever, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Have you ever been, like, watching shows and they make kidney jokes? Like, oh, I sold my kidney. Or, oh, I would sell my kidney. And I'm like, like, am I overly sensitive? Or, like, is that kind of offensive? But obviously, it depends who you ask. Like, you know, I'm not offended, but like I, I, I see where, I see both sides. Like I see where people would get offended, but I also see that everything is controversy nowadays. That's what it comes under. True. I think it depends on the context. To be honest, like my mother-in-law, we always joke around. She's like, "I gotta use my kidneys." Like you gotta think it through. And I'm like, "I have an excuse. Mine don't work." You know. Yeah. So like, it depends on context. But I think when it comes to the portrayal in Hollywood and things like that, like specifically like movies and shows, it's because you're talking about selling kidneys, but you don't know why people do that. You right. know, there's a whole, 
there's a whole background to that. I have another that idea thing. too, actually, because um, back when I was actually doing PD, I was in really into Grey's Anatomy, <clears throat> and this is when I was like watching it for the first time, and I was on PD, and they had a PD patient in the show, and I was like so excited. Tell me how nothing they did was right. She didn't wear gloves when she like was messing with the PD, and I'm like. Excuse me, ma'am. Meredith it's freaking ma'am. gray. You know better. Honestly, like that's how I feel about CSI. Like I, I'm watching the CSI like New York reruns, and I'm just like, put the gloves on. You should put your hair up. So no, I, I that too. <laughs> you know what bugs me? Like this totally off topic is like when you're watching a movie, and the Phantom of the Opera is a perfect, a perfect. I don't know if you've seen Phantom of the Opera. My favorite. That's my favorite play of all time. I could sing it for you, like through and through. Okay, go on. <laughs> But the fuck, I can't remember the guy's name, but the, not the phantom, the one with the long hair, the good guy. Yeah. So he wears a little fucking white shirt and they're sword fighting and he gets like stabbed and he has like blood all over his shirt. And I'm like, why do you wear a white shirt when you're going to be sword fighting? Because this was like the early 1900s, Gabby. <laughs> you know what? They What? The only color they have is white? Other colors were kind of hard to make or super expensive. You know, technically he could afford it. Did you know girl, purple was like the most expensive in color? And it was like con- you were considered like rich AF if you like had anything purple. Yeah, so that's basically our whole spiel. So look forward to like episodes of like our stories, dialysis stories, and how you should always advocate for yourself. I'm a little spicy, but it is what it is. So if you can't advocate for yourself, have an advocator. Advocator? Yes. Either way, somebody, I feel like with dialysis care and like renal care, you should always have somebody that's got your back. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. But at the same time, remember, you have a mouth. Use it. Use it. I feel like I was watching a TikTok and I'll probably include a TikTok in this, but or is it Instagram? Anyways, it's like how sometimes people Excuse find you intimidating. Like, and I really, I, li- I like that what she's, I liked how she said it, but I'll have to show it to you. But it's like so true. It's like people just don't know how to handle how you speak and how you articulate yourself. And it's not about being intimidating. It's just about being comfortable and just putting it out there. Like when it comes to my kidney disease and like dialysis and doctors, I am firm. I am all up in my care, but that's a whole other topic. So yeah. Right. We- I'm sort of the same way but like oh I, I had a whole thought going brewing up here and it's gone now that damn day okay. brain kidney brain it sucks my strongest like motivator right now is for me to not go to the hospital because if i go to the hospital one they don't know how to deal with kidney patients in the emergency room like i literally straight up had a doctor tell me once like oh well you probably know more about kidneys and dialysis than they do in the emergency room and I'm like okay well it shouldn't be like that and if you don't like I don't understand like even my nurse at dialysis said she studied up in Colorado and she moved here from Colorado and she said when she was doing nursing she dipped her toes in every specialty because that's what they do over in Colorado as part of their rotations is and it should be like that everywhere like everywhere should be able to go to a dialysis floor for a week and see what the hell dialysis is about. Like that should be mandatory. And I don't understand why it's not. I think so too, actually. I believe my nurse had the same thing. She did multiple 
like departments to kind of see where she like liked and she's like oh I, I kind of like working with mythology right so she most people have it. that and they and it's just I don't understand and it, a lot of the people that you see that do that are from up north and I'm like what is, what's wrong with the south well actually I know we're probably going to get hate for this but mainly for me because we both reside in Florida I was born and raised in New York though so mm. New York I feel like the healthcare was relatively good but i gotta like watch how i say it because my doctor fucked me up and i had kidney disease for a very long time and no one put two and two together until like way too late obviously but um compared to the healthcare here this is a whole conversation because it has a multitude of like little webs i'm not saying that the medical care is crap or good here but I, it it depends you really got it the thing too is that you and i are both very lucky we have certain things like cars so i try travel for for doctors so we have we're very i'm not gonna say privileged because i don't see that as a, technically being a privilege i think it's just it is and it's it's not in, in some context and i'll try to explain that a little bit later but we have those resources that's what i'm trying to say we have those resources and we can go to different places and go on the computer and look i mean in this community it is a good portion of an older population who maybe don't have that so that's kind of where i go straight to in terms of like when i say we have that privilege or like we have those resources but and we can do it ourselves but the healthcare, i feel like in florida it's brings another topic up of insurance because most people don't have insurance so you're only limited to like what you get through like Medicare and Medicaid. So that's also something else it, that comes up. You know, it's crazy to me the amount of people that don't have insurance or access to healthcare. And to be honest, like I was, I don't want to say I was ignorant to it growing up, but I didn't, like it, not going to the doctor wasn't an option for me, you know? And so like when I started hanging around with my friends in high school, like all the guys and they would complain about this, like, oh, hemorrhoids or this or that. And I'm like, just go to the doctor. And they're like, can't just go to the doctor. I don't have money for that. I don't have insurance. And I'm like, it, it really didn't hit me because I didn't have that. Like, not that it's a luxury to not go to the doctor, but I didn't have that. I've never remembered. I don't remember a point in my life where I didn't get poked or prodded or something. By It was your norm. Yeah. Healthcare, I feel like it's always a sensitive topic. And people say, well, if you take care of yourself, you shouldn't have to go to the doctor all the time. My bro, like there's there's genetics, there's environmental factors. You know, I, there is some truth to that. But I think you, ha you, should, you should be able to have at least basic healthcare, which is go once a year for your checkups and go from there. I, I don't mind paying into like taxes to have universal healthcare. And of course, we could have we could supplement that with private healthcare at the same time. I don't think you should have to worry about feeding yourself or your family or paying for healthcare because you never know. Health is wealth. For me personally, my mom always took me and my brother to the doctor when we were a kid. Every year we'd go. Even when my mom didn't have insurance at one point, I remember we went to like a local doctor like for a couple of visits in the interim. And I think it's super important. I, I was very diligent. When I turned 26, I was coming off of my mom's insurance and I was like, oh, I had switched jobs to like an interim job when I, I was trying to relocate to closer to home at that point. But I was like, by the time I'm 26, girl got to get a freaking 
insurance and you know i got like the most basic one at that time just to kind of cover the cover the basics but healthcare is super important but going back to the topic of you know doctors in the south it's just it's, it's a lot of trial and error and that sucks because it costs you to go to the doctors make consultations and not everyone has funds like that bro kidney kidney disease leaves you broke i mean this could go for any chronic illness to be honest but I don't know. I get so like annoyed sometimes because it's like, yeah, I could understand your perspective and I hope you'd understand my perspective and meet somewhere in the middle. It's not even like, and you know, like out of pocket meds or anything like that. It, when you really narrow it down, it's gas to get to your appointments, time, your energy, you know, on top yeah. of um, monetary value as well. A thousand percent. Have you looked at your claims to rake insurance? Bruh. No. Bruh. Oh my god. I honestly girl, don't it. look at them at this point. <laughs> I'm so grateful girl. for Medicare though, let me tell you, because I mean I'm on like yes. I have three insurances. I have Medicaid, Medicare, and then my dad working through Amazon. Um the insurance that Amazon gives them is through Blue Cross Blue Shield. I love them, they're great. But um Amazon had this thing, luckily. Like went through Amazon's documents and found that if they if you have a disabled child, you can apply to get them on your insurance, and so that's what we did. And Amazon, it, Jeff Bezos, and it Kudos. took it took so long. It took easily like three to six months, I want to say, to get it all approved and get the papers and everything faxed. But I'm covered like frontwards backwards sideways no that's amazing it, that is super duper amazing you know i have insurance through my husband's employer and i have medicare and it's been good you know it's just my heart goes to people especially in third world countries bro like my i may complain and bitch about doing dialysis but if but we- i am very fortunate We are fortunate to have those resources. We are. I just, people look at dialysis as a treatment or cure, and it's not either one of those. And it's like, great, we can hook up to a machine and have a semi-normal life, but who the fuck wants to live like that? But that's one thing I always said, is that once I get out of the hospital, I will do what I need to do, but I will not be complacent because, again, I'm very fortunate, not everyone has this, to be able to transplant. That doesn't even mean that it, it's going to be successful. Who knows? Things could happen. But at this point in time, my body is physically able to handle that, right? right? So I was like, I'm not going to sit in this chair for the rest of my life. I'm just not. I'm going to fight noof, noof, tooth and nail to get out of this chair and go back to normal. But normal in quotes, basically. I just think that's where a lot of patients... We get too complacent. That's why people are so satisfied in center. And I think I got too complacent at one point with my dialysis. And it, it wasn't like a cocky complacent, like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for six years. It was a more of a, I was overworked, overtired, and overstressed. And I probably wasn't as careful as I could have been. And I mean... And I try to be careful. I wash my hands. I wear my mask, change my gloves. I did all that. And just sometimes things can't be prevented. And that's why I feel like part of me, I think part of me 
just got too complacent and then I was like, oh, well, I can live like this, you know, like I don't want to say I said I could live like this forever, but it was tolerable. And I think I just got too set in that tolerable mindset. And that's why God decided that I need to be uncomfortable and put me back on emo and um, so that I can work harder, you know. Uh, and I, I get that, especially because, I mean, realistically, you've been doing this forever. There, there, there was going to be a point that, like, it is what it is. I'm just going to make the best out of it and push forward. But kind of not, for lack of a better word, slack, because it's not really slacking. But then there's also a point of, like, accepting and complacency. I feel like you could be accepting but not complacent, you know, two different things. They may be synonymous, but I accepted that this is currently my new normal, right? right. But now that's going to change again so it's like we're constantly adapting as patients we're constantly changing you know and let's not even talk about in this episode because this is a whole episode in itself mental health dude mental health and having chronic kidney disease or any chronic illness or anything especially one that's relatively relatively invisible is mentally debilitating yes and it's one thing when your body is exhausted but then to have your mind and spirit exhausted it, they don't call us warriors for any like for just no reason. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. And you know, I just I hate when people say things like, "Oh, you look too young to be sick." You know what my favorite like, line is? Which is it? No, you don't look sick. Thank you. Do you want? Oh. How should I look? Please tell me. Like I straight up had one guy tell my mom i think it was my mom or her friend they were giving out my cards and this ups driver was like she doesn't look like she needs a kidney she looks like she needs a date i think that's just rude first off that comment that i need to go away <laughs> but honestly it's just it's really upsetting and you know everything we're kind of discussing in this intro episode is basically we're going to have episodes in the future yeah discussing everything i know we kind of went into many different topics in this episode you're going to find our email so if you want to send us your story your journey uh please send that over and you could follow us on tiktok i'm naya rising x i actually don't gabby. know i actually don't know mine hold up i think okay. it's, oh, it's gabby morales 326 that's what it is yeah so i'll leave our our usernames is it called usernames anymore what is it tags handles I don't tags know. handles there you go we're gonna say Okay, but I went to I went to college for social like, media, like, but it changes every year. So like, that was like three, four years ago. Anywho, our handles are gonna be down below. My TikTok, I post a lot about my cats as well, and I cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying, I'm very emotional. I like your TikToks. I like I like raw TikToks. Like, yeah. I like TikToks where it's raw and you know you're talking and it's just you're learning something. I don't like trends. Yeah, I'll like things here and there. But like I've said it in my TikToks in the past, like I'm not on TikTok to create something like be a social media influencer. I'm here to just talk to people, get to know people, especially in this community. I just sit there and I just do whatever my brain tells me to do. But yeah, <laughs> that's that's our stuff. So Gabby, do you have any last minute uh, outros? I'm glad you joined us. So with that being said, things light. Peace. <laughs>